Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. We were just off for hiatus for the whole summer. Um, I had a great summer. I hope you did as well. I can't believe that we are already back into fall and headed for the Yom Tovim, but that is the way of the world. Time seems to pass quickly. Um, Here at Jew in the City, we are pretty focused, all stars, all the time. The date is Sunday, November 5th. It is in Midtown Manhattan. We expect to have eight all-stars at the event this year, please God. This is an incredible group of people. Um, We're going for a bigger number than we've ever gone for before. Um, We're looking at around 500 people, please God. We got a bigger space, get a bigger space, fill it up with more people. Um, I go around from time to time and I meet people and they tell me they're listening. If you're listening, we want you to come out. You are our community. You are our supporters. We want you to come out um, and see our work up close. I would love to meet you personally. Um, so don't just be a passive listener. Come out. Uh, this is a fundraiser to support our work at Jew in the City and specifically Project Makom. Um, and you've been listening, so you know what that is. Um, and so we would love to see you on Sunday, November 5th. Tickets are on the website, um, and you can purchase them. Uh, we have an early bird special going for uh, all of September. So get your tickets now, um, and sponsorships are available. Um, If you've listened before, you know that our mission here at Jew in the City is to show a perspective of the Orthodox community that mainstream or traditional media often doesn't show. What we often see in the media are the worst stories of the Orthodox community, the most extreme stories of the Orthodox community. Um, And not only does this lead to misunderstandings of the non-Orthodox and non-Jewish world of our community, um, I believe, and what I've learned over the years, is that we misunderstand each other within the Orthodox community. Um, I think within the Haredi world and modern Orthodox world, we see the most extreme elements of each other's communities, and we fail to see the more moderate people, um, the people that lean center, um, that sort of live in a more balanced life, um, both committed and integrated, And um, today's guest is a wonderful example of a Haredi Jew living in Israel, who I would call a moderate Haredi, who is doing a ton for the community. Um, He, his, uh, you know, if Haredi means uh, to some people more ultra or more extreme, I would say it's in his devotion and commitment to his religion, but not as an extremist. Um, His name is Moshe Friedman. He lives in B'nai Brak, um, and he grew up Haredi. He's from a famous rabbinic family and studied some of the most prestigious institutions in the Haredi community, including uh, Hebron in Jerusalem and Kolel Chazon Ish in B'nai Brak for more than 15 years. At 30 years old, he started a startup and later became a social entrepreneur. I recently learned this term. It means people that build things that don't make any money from them. I am one of those people. I would call it a little bit, I don't say a sickness, but no, it's good. It's good to want to help the world. Um, And he was enthusiastic about bringing more Haredi men into the Israeli workforce, especially high tech. He started two major social initiatives, Kamatech, which is a coalition of 30 big high tech companies like Cisco, Google, Intel, IBM to help Haredim integrate into the high-tech industry, and TikTech, an initiative of high-tech courses and trainings for Haredim in cooperation with the U.S. Embassy in Israel. He's also studying law in Hebrew U and was selected to be part of Shluchi Tzibor, a joint leadership program by the Mandel Leadership Institute and Hebrew University for Young Haredi Emerging Leaders. Moshe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. It's a great honor and a great pleasure. 
Um, the, the honor and pleasure is mine. Um, I, I love to, uh, you know, speak to people and meet people who are um, creating positive change in, in the world, in the Jewish world specifically, in the Orthodox world even more specifically. I read about your work, um, and then an intro was made, and I've been very excited to uh, learn more about what you do and, and who you are helping. Um, so I gave a little bit of a, a biographical in, intro there. Um, so have you, you've lived in Israel your whole life? Yes. Uh, in fact, not uh, myself. Uh, I'm a seventh generation in Israel. My uh, great-grandfather was uh, the chief rabbi of uh, Jerusalem. He was a very famous rabbi. His name was Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. And he, he considered to be the founder of the Aida Haredit, the Haredi ultra-Orthodox community in Israel. So I'm, you know, a few generations in Israel, a rabbinical family, and maybe you can say the hardcore families of the Haredi community in Israel. Very nice. And so were you... Were you sort of primed or trained to be a rabbi? Was that people's plans for you? Was Were you starting a startup sort of off the sort of plans that your family had for you, or were things more open? So my family is a rabbinical family. From my father's side, a lot of rabbis and famous diarim, and from my mother's side, uh, it's a broader family, it's also a rabbinical family. In fact, uh, for my mother's side, where my mother always telling me that we are 42 generations of rabbi, rabbis in uh, Lithuania, and I am the number 43rd generation. She's always telling me, you should be a rabbi like the 42 generations before you. And you cannot bring the, uh, break this uh, chain of uh, rabbis. So, <laughs> so I grew up uh, to become a rabbi. I, I got education uh, to be a rabbi. And I, I am uh, ordained a rabbi. So I am, you know, the uh, factor, you know, I'm a rabbi. Yeah. But I'm not acting uh, as a rabbi, although I have the education and... Uh, I can be a rabbi because a few years ago, when I was 30 years old, I somehow exposed to the world of technology and innovation, and I learned that Israel is the startup nation. You know, Israel is only number two to the U.S. in terms of a number of startups and investments all over the world. And uh, I become very curious and very excited about the technology and innovation. And in one end, I, I love to, to study Torah and, you know, uh, I wrote a few books, halachic books. But in the other end, I was very curious about uh, technology and innovation. And uh, I, one day, I got a decision uh, to open my own startup, my own uh, technology company and to become, you know, part of the startup nation, part of the Israel uh, innovation ecosystem. And uh, I realized that I'm the only Haredi in this field in Israel, in the entire country. Hmm. So there are about uh, one million uh, Haredi in Israel, and wherever I went to meet uh, 
investors or engineers or CEOs of big companies, I saw only secular people, no Haredim, no ultra-Orthodox people like myself. And I felt uh, very lonely. Hmm. And uh, all the non-Haredim people, they looked at me very strange, like, like I'm a stranger, like I'm someone... They didn't believe that the Haredi guy, supposed to be a rabbi, is starting a startup. Uh, it, it sounds very uh, unusual and strange for them. So, can I actually and ask then, you, how, with rabbinic training, um, now I can maybe answer the question myself, because what did I know about starting my organization? I just did it, so maybe you'll tell me the same thing. If your only training <laughs> is in uh, Jewish studies and not in business, how did you know how to do this, and what made you think you could possibly do this? I tell you something, I didn't have a formal education, but first of all, today it's very easy to get uh, knowledge and skills uh, via the internet, and there are a lot of uh, core online courses. For example, I didn't know English, and I studied English uh, online via the internet. Mm. I studied computers and the business development. There is a lot of knowledge today that you can access very easily. And second, I had a lot of confidence in myself because uh, in the yeshiva, or I studied in the yeshiva, uh, I studied how to think, how to solve problems, how to analyze uh, problems, and how to be creative and invent new solutions. So although I didn't have um, formal business education, I have a lot of education of uh, you know how to think, how to analyze issues, and I will show that in every field that I want to, to build something, I will be able to do it, to get the knowledge and to build whatever I want. So when I met a lot of uh, you know, secular people in Israel, they say, they say to me, you don't have education, have nothing uh, to, to bring uh, when you build a company. But I felt that I have a lot of uh, knowledge and understanding how to think and how to solve problems, and I can do it. So I needed to, to prove it. You know, uh, people didn't believe me, and they, they didn't want to, to believe that already person without uh, education from university can, can do such things. But uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, um, I started my company, and I saw that I can do it because, uh, you know, you can do things, you can learn a lot of things, you can get a lot of uh, knowledge all around, you can speak with people, you can ask questions. And uh, Baruch Hashem, um, I built a very nice company. And, uh, and what, what kind of company is it? Very, very lonely. What, what kind of what? company? It's a company in about a video editing online. The name of the company was Clipop. Uh, we did um, video editing online, something like uh, a lot of companies today, like Magisto. And we, we did what Instagram is doing for stills. We did uh, the same for video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become a very nice company. And uh, I, I saw that I, I can build companies, but I felt very, very lonely because I was the only Haredi in this field in Israel. You know, Israel is like a capital of startups. So thousands of thousands of startups, hundreds of thousands of people working in this industry, but no Haredim. And uh, I spoke with a few people and say, 
why Haredim was coming, and the, and the people from the ecosystem, they, they said to me, Haredim, they don't have education. Haredim, they are different. They are coming from a different uh, culture. Uh, a lot of people said to me, Haredim, like, coming from the Middle Ages, they don't understand what is innovation. They don't understand what is the modern world. How can they bring the innovation and technology? And uh, people were very skeptical about the ability of Haredim to do such things. So that was so the I secular feedback. Mission, you, you got that feedback from the secular crowd, but what about from the Haredi crowd? What about when you approached people in the Haredi community and said, hey, you can join the tech world? What kind of feedback did you get from them? Okay, this is a great question because, you know, the secular side, like you said, they're very suspicious and, and skeptical, but when I talk to Haredi guys, and men and women like myself, they say that they can do it. They have the ability and they have the confidence in themselves that they can do it. But the problem was that in the ecosystem, you know, when you're building a company, you need uh, around you, you know, lawyers, accountants, investors, uh, you need to uh, hire employees. You need a lot of people around you, especially in the high-tech industry, to support you. And the, all the support system that was against the Haredim. They say Haredim, they don't have the ability to do it, and they, they didn't believe in them. So in one end, the, the young Haredim men and women, they want to do it, but the entire ecosystem, uh, the entire support system, they were against them. And you know, yeah. especially in Israel, uh, there, there are a lot of issues, political issues in Israel between the Haredim and the other you know, population about uh, the army, serving in the army, right. uh, about um, religious and state. And there are a lot, of, a lot of hard feelings. And a lot of secular people in Israel, they said to me, we don't want to help the Haredim, we don't want to support mm. them, and we have a big problem with them, and we, we simply don't want uh, to help them. Keep the Haredim in Nebrak and don't bring them to Tel Aviv. We don't want to see them in Tel Aviv. Wow. So I felt that there's a really uh, big um, gap between the Haredim and the other uh, uh, people of Israel, especially the business and the high-tech uh, industry. And I have a mission to bridge this gap. And uh, then one day I met a very famous uh, person in Israel. His name is Yossi Vardi. He considered to be the founding father of the Israeli high-tech. He's an old man, very, very successful. He built a lot of companies and he became a billionaire. And I met him one day, and he's a totally secular. And I told him my story. And he said to me, he said that the, the secular people in Israel are very much um, um, upset with the Haredim. Why the Haredim are not working? Why Haredim are not part of the economy? Why they are not part of the society? And in the other end, no, the secular people, they don't want to help the Haredim get into the industry. So in one end, they're upset and, and angry, and in the other end, they don't want to help them. And he told me, if we will not help the Haredim, we cannot, uh, we cannot say nothing, because if we, are not, if we want them to be part of the economy, we need to help them. Hmm. And then he said to me, let's start something together. 
is totally secular, very successful, and I'm a Haredi young Avrech uh, from Bnei Brak. And he said, let's start something together to bridge the gap between the Haredim and the rest of Israel. And we started Kamatech, and uh, very fast it became a huge success, Baruch Hashem, because uh, with the help of Yossi Vardy, who is really a permanent uh, figure in the Israeli ITEC, he opened all the doors of the big companies like Google and Cisco and Microsoft and um, all the big investors. And I approached the Haredi people, and simply thousands of thousands of Haredi uh, they, they came to me and they say, we want to get uh, training, we want to get jobs, we want to build companies. Thousands, you know, every uh, day uh, when I published on, you know, I have a mailing list or WhatsApp groups or Facebook page, we, we're doing a lot of programs um, with Google, with Cisco, with others. Thousands of thousands of Haredim are coming to me every day. Uh, they want to be part of it. They want to be part the economy. They want to be productive, they want to, to create things, to build companies, and we really saw that we have huge demand. So uh, we are working today with over 10,000 uh, young Haredi men and women. You said over 10,000? Uh, part of them, over 10,000, yes. Wow. Wait, can I ask, what, how long you know, ago did you start this? Unbel- we started the entire program four years ago. Uh, one part of the program is to, to give trainings, technical trainings, and then help them get jobs. So we, we train thousands of people and we help them find jobs in companies like Cisco and Google and Microsoft and others. And in the, uh, this is one part. The second part, Haredi uh, that wants to build their own companies, we're helping them. We have a program to support them uh, build companies. We give them uh, lawyers, accountants business development people, mentors, everything for free. We give mm. all, the, all this for free, and we give them money and support to start companies. And, you know, just three years ago, we have five Haredi people that started companies, and today we have in our system over 1,100 Haredim that are building uh, companies today, wow. just in three years. Mm. So... 1,000 people, they are building companies, a part of them uh, have the success, part of them less success, but the successful ones, they, they raise money from investors, they start hiring other people, they're creating more jobs, and um, we really see very, very rapid growth of uh, Haredim, young Haredim, that coming into the... Uh, the industry and building companies and bring a lot of innovation and creativity. And people simply, they cannot believe it. You know, secular people, just a few years ago, they didn't believe that Haredim can build startups and high-tech and technology. All of a sudden, they see thousands of Haredi people building companies in the space of technology. People cannot believe it. And I must say, a very important thing that we have a large number of uh, Haredi women. Uh, about 40% of uh, the participants in our program are women. Mm. And the best companies today in the Haredi um, startup uh, world, these companies led by women. That because doesn't surprise Haredi me. women are, 
super special. <laughs> you know, in the, in the general population in Israel, uh, in, if you're looking at the entrepreneurship uh, programs, about 10% are women. And in our program, there are 40%, which is a very special uh, number. And uh, I must tell you something, that, you know, one day we did a very big event uh, in Microsoft uh, in Israel to present uh, Haredi entrepreneurs at building startups, to present them in front of investors and customers. And we did a very big event with a lot of uh, high-level uh, managers from all over Israel. And um, after we finished the event, Yossi Vardi, my partner, uh, someone asked him, what is this uh, big excitement? Why people are so excited to participate in this event? And he said something I remember every day. He said, uh, it's not only about technology, and it's not only about business. It's much, much more than that. He said, imagine two brothers, someone separated them 50 years ago. And all of a sudden, these two brothers meet each other. And said, you know, the Haredim and the secular people in Israel are like brothers. But someone separated us 50 years ago, and we are not meeting each other. And all of a sudden, through this uh, initiative, thousands of Haredim meeting thousands of non-Haredi people and meeting them each other around business, around technology, around innovation. And we simply meet each other. Finally, we're brothers. And we really want to meet each other. So it's not only about business. It's about um, uh, taking the Israeli society and the Jewish society, which is so marginalized between different groups, and bring people together and build bridges between uh, groups in the Israeli uh, society. I love it. Um, this is all great and beautiful. Has there been any pushback? Has there been any negative feedback of either something rabbinic or someone saying that Haridim don't belong on technology, technology is trafe? Uh, this is a good question. I must tell you something very interesting. Uh, I know a lot of rabbis and meeting um, a lot of rabbis uh, I personally know, you know, about Leib Shteyman and Chaim Knievsky, all, you know, all the big rabbis. And at the beginning, they they were a little bit, you know, suspicious about this uh, initiative because they felt maybe it's a threat. And maybe if we are bringing the Haredim into companies like Google or like Microsoft or, you know, Tel Aviv to build startups, maybe it's kind of a threat on the... Haredi, you know, lifestyle. Uh, but very quickly they saw that we have thousands of people uh, participating in our programs, and those people remaining Haredi uh, like before. And they keeping, you know, Haredi lifestyle, Haredi beliefs, they, they stay the same. No, there is no contradiction between being an engineer in Google and at the same time be a Haredi person. And the rabbis saw that what we are doing is um, not putting any kind of uh, threat uh, to the Haredi identity, but we're just helping these people get 
jobs, get professions. And now we have a lot of support from the rabbis. Mm. You know, a lot of rabbis told me we will not uh, encourage it publicly and we will not say publicly uh, to, to, you know, to the Haredi young people go to build startups. But uh, we really believe that what you are doing is, is important and you are doing it in a good way. Uh, that these people, uh, in one end, get promotions, uh, uh, they get um, uh, jobs. Uh, at the same time, they remain uh, serious people, Haredi people. So today, I, I have a lot of uh, support from all the big rabbis. Amazing. And, um, but you know, from time to time, there are some <laughs> ex- extreme rabbis. <laughs> Oh, um, I know them. I I would argue that um, you giving this education to people in this community, you're actually helping them stay Haredi because you're showing them that they can have their standards of religiosity and also make an honest living and have options and possibilities. And for a lot of people, they see it one or the other. Either I stay in my bubble or I leave completely and have a job. And the fact that you're showing them that they can do both, in my mind, you're you're giving them uh, the possibility for both. We have about two minutes left. Um, I have two more questions. Let's see if you have an answer for the first, and if not, I'll move to the second. Um, in two minutes, are there any anecdotes that you can share with us either of like some amazing company that was founded or some person that, you know, excelled to a high position through your training or some stereotype that was broken down? Any sort of uh, anecdote you can leave us with? Yes, of course. So first of all, uh, I think our most successful company, I met uh, someone in Korea Chazunish where I studied years ago. He came to me. You know, a young uh, Haredi guy, 25 years old, he said, I want to start um, something in the area of fintech. Fintech is uh, finance and tech together. He wants to build kind of a, a virtual bank. It's complicated to explain, but he wanted to build a company. And I was, you know, he was very young, no training. And I was a little bit skeptical, but I took him. I saw that he's very passionate, so I took him into my program. And we gave him, we helped him find his co-founder, his like partner, and later we was also a Haredi guy, and later on get investments. And just uh, two weeks ago, this guy raised $45 million Ooh. from investors in the valuation of $200 million. So Amazing. this guy built a company just in two years, but now uh, the valuation of the company is $200 million. Two Haredi guys, young people from Bnei Brak, which is really unbelievable. And this is one. Second, uh, I have a lot from uh, you know from uh, non-Haredi people all the time. That something they, they learned, you know, they thought that Haredi people are all the same. You know, all the Haredim, they feel the same, they look the same, they think the same, and. When they meet us and work with us, all of a sudden they realize that there are so many, um, uh, they say there are 50 shades of black. You know, in Israel they call the Haredi, <laughs> right. like we're wearing black and white. So they say you, are, you have so many um, streams and differences and, you know, unique people 
with unique Amazing. knowledge and thinking and out of the box thinking and really all of a sudden they see that the Haredi people are not like one big block of people but really human being very um, Exactly, exactly. Moshe, we are out of time, but thank you so much. So much of your work is so aligned with what we do here at Jew in the City. And um, while we handle perception and information, you're on the ground and you're making the changes. Um, we wish you a lot of Hatzlacha. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Amen. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for your amazing job. And um, you, can, you guys can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.